episode episode three episode three episode 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 three it worked too well (laughs) so good welcome back everybody we have a very exciting episode planned for you guys uh we're going to be talking about mercury retrograde we're going to be talking about lemonade and we're going to be answering the questions that you guys have sent us uh and we can't wait so this is the Align Podcast, episode three. three. <laughs> I am Aliza. And I'm Helen. And we are so excited to get started. So let's just jump into it. So you know what's not exciting? Uh, no. Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome. This is what I... Welcome back. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme song. <laughs> that's my personal theme song of welcoming back all of these planets doing shitty things. They're not shitty planets, but sometimes they behave like assholes. Yeah, Mercury's a big asshole. Big asshole. Sometimes it's kind of cute and fun. Right now, it's an asshole. Right, so Mercury is in retrograde, which means uh, that all, all avenues of communication are fucked right now. It went into retrograde on April 28th, and perhaps on that, on that Thursday, communication that you had with certain people started not going too well you were misinterpreting text messages or your phone broke or right, you, don't sign contracts yeah. mercury also rules like travel so they say like try not to travel don't go on long trips which is actually funny because i i did travel on mercury retrogrades first day and my plane uh ran out of fuel <gasps> Before we left, I'm wow. not trying to be dramatic about it. It's when you said ran out of fuel, <laughs> I thought you you know it was just delayed on the tarmac. It, no, it was uh, that that was actually well. What and it, then it, what happened when you landed in L.A.? Uh, everyone got off, and the then plane. you called an Uber, and and then I called an Uber, and he he was not communicating well about where I should meet him. So welcome to retrograde. Yeah, this is a true tale <laughs> of a Mercury retrograde I survived. taking its toll. I survived retrograde. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. You know, my favorite Mercury retrograde moment happened yesterday also, and it was John Boehner calling Ted Cruz Lucifer in the flesh, which oh. I think is the funniest, most amazing thing to happen. I was so bored of this presidential election. It's boring, 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 boring. boring. But now with Mercury in retrograde, in addition to all the other planets, I think shit's about to get really fun. Yeah. People are going to fuck up. <laughs> well, people what are going to say horrible things. What weird I also things. love about Ted Cruz is that he gets so defensive. He's like that little kid on the schoolyard who you like pick at a little bit and he's like, hey, stop it right and his I'm face telling on you up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are <laughs> it's almost cringeworthy how like he can't let something roll off his back no and him just... trying to play like the cool guy like oh, when, when a reporter asked him about like what do you think about John Boehner's statements he was like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know he never worked with me like yeah. he, he couldn't handle it he is a Capricorn oh of course not of course not of course not. He could not. Ha- he can't take a joke. Can't but, take a joke. But we actually also do want to uh, f- formally apologize to any sign that we may have have hurt over the past two episodes. Just know that we're keeping a mental tally and we know that we're going to insult other signs as much as we're going to insult yours. That's so true. we're really going to start to like play catch up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we, we love all signs, but what's even more fun than loving all the signs is hating on all of them. Uh, but, so let's go back to Mercury retrograde. Let's talk about it being a Taurus retrograde. Uh, 
so this retrograde is going to be surrounding Taurus themes. So the main one that Taurus addresses is material possessions. Right. It's possessions, possessions in a very like physical sense. Right. What do you own? What do you have? So with Mercury retrograde in Taurus, it's it's basically making us reconsider the value of our earthly material. I read uh, I read somewhere that Taurus sees heaven as earth. So Mercury in retrograde wants you to really just take a take a good strong look at what your material value is and what you're valuing in material. I mean, I guess the good news is is that this is going to be less of a soulful spirit-shattering retrograde than some of the other ones are because Taurus does have that very earthly grounded pragmatism to it. It's not super heady. No. You're not like what does this mean? What am I doing? It's more like, where did I put my wallet? Yeah. <laughs> why, why did I run out of money? Yeah. Why was that so expensive? Why is the rock not with me right now? Yeah, I mean, that's not a retrograde question. <laughs> it's an everyday question. It's an everyday question. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be in a retrograde until the 22nd of May. Uh, so, so keep your head up, guys. We yeah, got and this. Share your experiences with us. We want to know how your retrogrades are going. Um, no, you're not in. alone. You're not alone. No, you're not alone. And that it's almost over. No, it just started. I know, but it will almost, in the grand scheme of things, it's almost over until the next one in September. Well, life is almost over in the grand scheme of things. Damn. If you take a perspective shift and start to think of it as like, Actually, I'm not scared of this. I'm seeing this as an amazing opportunity to truly reflect or, you know, it's Mars retrograde and I've been feeling, I don't know about everyone else out there, but I've been feeling super low energy, like feeling like sluggish and feeling it's really hard to complete tasks as we were discussing in the last episode. But I've also started to take that as like, this is a time for me to embrace that a little bit and to like accept that, you know, that I'm reconsidering a lot of like why I'm doing what I'm doing. So turn it into something that, is meaningful to you so uh right before retrograde beyonce dropped a visual album and corresponding an audio album that was that's maybe one of the most important things i've ever seen it's so much more than just a visual album it's so much more than just a an audio album it's like it's lemonade it's lemonade <laughs> it's, it's lemonade. lemonade it's literal lemonade so uh so Helen and I as the most annoying people to watch anything because the whole time we just talk about from an astrological perspective what's going on we're uh, we're particularly intrigued by <laughs> surprise surprise the astrological aspects of Beyonce's releasing of this video right and there are so many different elements of this too right like there's Beyonce herself and and her story and her sign and her chart and then there's also like the timing of the release. And then there's also like within the video itself, there was so much imagery and symbolism that has these, this astrological weight to it. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, for most people probably listening to our podcast, it's not going to be a huge surprise to discover that Beyonce is a Virgo. She is a very proud Virgo. There definitely is an element in Lemonade that for me, I was able to recognize her, this meticulousness this very task-oriented, regimented Virgo sensibility and her trying to break out of that uh, leading into other aspects of her chart. Well, I really was struck by um, 
the first shot of the of the video after she's like with the hand on the car is her in the wheat field, which Virgo is, you know, the virgin, the maiden, the symbol is actually a wheat stock. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really amazing. But I also think that Virgos have this reputation of being super introverted and being not the most emotional, not the most open with their feelings. And so I think um, for Beyonce, who's such a private person as most Virgos are, um, to wait so long and then to come back and say, now I'm going to tell my story in this quite interesting, fascinating way um, that points to her Scorpio moon, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think there's also this aspect to it of like, you think that this is like sweet Queen Bay, <laughs> you know, like you think that there's, there is this innocence to her, which is a very Virgo quality, but then there's also like, no, I will not let this fall. You know, like I will not let this fall by the wayside. You will pay for this. I think that what we're seeing is, is this outer persona and inner persona and these, the struggle between these two worlds. Uh, on the outside, you know, she's a workaholic. She talks about that in her songs. She talks about the fact that like, perhaps she, you know, what happened with her husband happened because she was not thirsty enough. You she know? worked for the money. Yeah. And she channels her frustration and her anger into her work. But then when it comes down to it, I mean, she just, she destroyed and that's what Scorpios do. And that's her moon. That's her inner world right. is she just fucking destroyed the whole damn thing. And Scorpio moon. Damn. Yeah, that's intense because it's this water sign, right? It's intuitive. So she that's where she's like, how do we get to this point where I'm going through your call logs? Like I know something's up. And then she catches him and she's like, you know, she gets so there's a Scorpio like rage inside. But they also know the best way to cut to your core Mm -hmm. she credits herself as beyonce Knowles carter you know i think that that is also a homage to him and a recognition obviously we go through the whole arc of the story which is uh her intuition leading to discovery leading to anger leading to redemption leading to forgiveness whatever the order is she ultimately you know their love is going to make it through in the end um but that's also super sag of jay-z right like Sages are philosophers and they're storytellers. You know, Sag is down to share in that experience and go through that journey. It's her way of saying, I'm never going to forget. Like, I will not forget. And you will not go unpunished for this, but I'm still going to be a powerful boss. Like, I'm still going to release this on title, which we co-own together and we can make a ton of money off of this. It's really, I, yeah, I, I mean, even just talking about it now, it's there's so many layers. We could have an entire episode about Just Lemonade, I think. Uh, it's it's a really magnificent piece, and I think that it's really a it's it's a testament to her chart <laughs> that she was able to produce something like this. Yeah, it's true. And on our blog, duoline.com slash blog, uh, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> cool um, URL. <laughs> we do have a piece called "Your Signs Lemonade Moment," uh, so you can go and explore that. Let us know if you think we missed any. And there's also, of course, the elements represented. You have fire, water, uh, earth, and air. And all of them play contributing factors. And we would love for you guys to also help us find those moments. Hello at align.la or at do you align on Instagram or Twitter. And we're out there. We're listening. Yeah, we're listening to Lemonade, actually, on repeat. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. 
so so now for the for the last half of our podcast we we want to address and we want to talk about the amazing stories that you guys have so generously written in to us uh let's jump into it uh we're going to first be be talking about a a capricorn with a crush I'm hesitant to write to you after hearing your opinion of Capricorns on the podcast last week. I'm sorry. That was my fault. We love you, Capricorns. My ex-boyfriend, Aaliyo, and I have been broken up for a few years. The last time we saw each other was about a year ago, and we slept together. From my perspective, it was just a casual thing. But afterwards, he sent me a letter. He lives across the country. And basically said to me that he still loves me. My response was basically, that's really nice, but like, you live in Minnesota and I live in California. I don't think he wants us to be together right now, but it seems like he has this idea that we're soulmates and that we will eventually end up together when circumstances are right. I don't feel the same way, and that feels like a lot of pressure. Recently, he's been reaching out a lot, texting and calling, and it's tough for me because I feel like I'm giving him the impression that I reciprocate his feelings just by responding. What should I do? Am I leading him on? Okay, that's part one. So let's let's get in on part one. So uh, what do we know about Leos? Leos are... Male or female, they are they're little lion lovers. Leos love being in love. They love worshiping. They love being worshipped. Leos don't break off easily. And they, they want to continue to create and imagine these fairy tale romances and experiences because that's what the Leo, you know, Leo wants the life of a rom-com. So... This is particularly troubling with right. a that's Capricorn. Why, that's where the letter comes in. Which right. Is like sealed with a kiss. Right. He might have used like wax C- on cologne. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Capricorn, on the other hand, is it's the pragmatic master. It's ruled by Saturn, which is the planet of, of basically being a taskmaster. Uh, and Saturn and and correspondingly Capricorn like don't give out love when there's not a place for it so we have leo being like love knows no bounds like you're in california so what i'm in minnesota so what our lovely capricorn listener is not interested so she wants to know what she should do with this leo lover who is scaring the shit out of her because he just won't stop and has created this this romantic never-ending narrative that's not interesting and what we think is that you need to you need to use that Capricorn sensibility to just simply say no in in your elegant Capricorn way, just write a really simple, short and sweet response. Let him know that you don't see a future with this guy. I mean, keep it as little room for interpretation as possible because if you give a little Leo lion a cookie he is going to ask for a cake real fast. A cookie cake. A cookie Those cake. Those are so good. He's going to want, he's going to ask for an Oreo <laughs> cake. <laughs> Think about it like it's a contract. Here yeah. are the parameters of what our relationship is going forward. Yeah, absolutely. We are to communicate on birthdays and that's it. And then part two uh, is that our, our Capricorn who has who has now is no longer interested in the Leo may have found another love match. Same Capricorn. This is part two now. Meanwhile, I'm developing a crush on a new guy, a fellow Capricorn, but I'm terrified that I'll come on too strong and scare him away. 
kind of like my ex is scaring me away. Scary. So I fucking yeah. love this girl. <laughs> <laughs> We've hung out in groups a few times and I think we have a connection. I mentioned that I'd like to hang out with him sometime, which I thought was sending a pretty clear message. And he seemed excited about that, but he hasn't followed up. I guess he's shy. I want him to meet me halfway. How forward is too forward? And our advice here, uh, considering that you yourself are talking about being scared off by somebody, you as a Capricorn know what that feels like. The same applies to this guy. Capricorns are traditionalists. Let him meet you halfway. I think also, you know, a lot of the times we talk to people that we know, women who are like, I'm making it so obvious that I'm interested. You should ask people who know the two of you in common if like you think that it's clear that you're being, that you are interested. And since this Capricorn is kind of shy, he might also not want to make a move out of fear of rejection. Again, there's, they are traditionalists. And like, if you do go on a date, he's going to pick you up. He might, he's going to bring flowers, maybe. Hopefully. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is 2016. I know. He's not going to bring flowers. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm very wary of guys that bring me flowers. Yeah. So what do you even do with them during the day? You it's put the them same. in your part, you put them in your hair. Yeah. You put them, you make a Coachella headband out of them. Oh God. Uh, no, I think the same guys who bring flowers are the same guys who wear fedoras and they're all of these Mr. Nice guys and they scare the shit out of me. What if they buy a flower? From like a vagabond on the street. That's even scarier. Then I, I then what are we going to do? Fucking tango with it? I'll put it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, put it in your mouth. Thank you. The- <laughs> <laughs> so that Capricorn, we wish you the best. We yeah. think things are going to go really well in both situations. Uh, write back to us and let us know how everything transpires. We're interested. Yeah, keep us posted. Uh, the next the next uh, story that we're going to share with you guys that somebody, a listener, was so generous to share with us is the story of a confused Gemini. Uh, our confused Gemini. I am a funny, very loving, but anxious Gemini who started dating a Leo last August. We quickly became extremely close and spent much of our time together. We became friends with each other's friends. Our families greatly approved of one another and I easily fell in love with him. Five months in, I told him I loved him, but he says he wasn't ready to say that yet. He asked why I loved him, and I said it was because he was caring, funny, creative, supportive, and my favorite person to be around to date. He said he felt the same way about me, but that he wasn't ready to say I love you. I took this in stride and didn't pressure him. That being said, he is 29 and I am 27, so many of our friends are getting engaged and married, so I talked about that a lot. I'm not sure if that put pressure on him. I did not regularly tell him I loved him so as not to make him uncomfortable. He acted so loving towards me that I had no doubt in my mind that even without saying so, he really did love me. Fast forward to eight months in, and one night, completely out of the blue, he came over and told me he couldn't commit right now. It was the weirdest breakup I've ever gone through. Sounds weird. He ended up staying the night to console me and then all day the next day. But still, he said he didn't know if he could give me what I wanted and wasn't ready to commit. I didn't speak to him for three weeks and then we met up, but it was so nice. We talked for an hour and everything felt really positive. I said that I felt we could become friends. We have since met up one other time during which he hugged me and told me he missed me. He held my face in his hands and wanted to hang out longer. He has also made contact several other times recently. Right now, I'm really trying to stay open to what life is bringing me, but I'm feeling held back by this breakup. I want to shake him. I want to ask him if he still thinks he did the right thing. Should I? 
or should I continue not talking to him and wait to see if he comes around? Confused Gemini. What's alarming to me is that there's a lot of communication issues happening around here. Um, First and foremost, you said you loved him and he said, why? What do you think about that? To me, seems like he wants to understand why you are feeling so attracted to him without reciprocating that experience back. Leos need validation. They need validation. And they really feed off of that. They feed off of feeling like someone loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, we went the last time that you saw him and you saying, I want to be friends and him holding your face in your hands. Let's also look at the fact that you said, I'm ready to be friends. And there he is now holding your face, not wanting you to go, not wanting you to actually lose the love that you have for him. Even though he is saying that he cannot commit. The way that Gemini deals is like by taking all that they have on the inside and just like expressing. And you said, I didn't say I love you very much because I didn't want to make him uncomfortable. You had to close your mouth. You know, like that's, that will only continue throughout a friendship. You will, you will not feel comfortable Mm -hmm. communicating with him. And can you actually have a real friendship where you don't feel comfortable communicating with him? Right. And, you know, even the fact that when you broke up, he stayed and took the time to console you over his loss in your life. You know, I maybe he's a really nice guy. Maybe you have fun. But I'm definitely seeing a little bit of a power, a little bit of a narcissism, a little bit of like him wanting to make sure that you're not going anywhere and that you're feeling that attachment. You know, this is like a little devious, but probably like the best thing that you can do to a Leo who's hurting you is to literally just like ice him, ice him, move on, ice him, really move on, turn this, turn all of this into your strength, which is that you have this incredible power to communicate. Make lemonade, make, make lemonade. lemonade, make lemonade. Uh, so thank you for writing in confused Gemini. Let us know how it goes with, uh, your, your Leo ghost <laughs> yeah the leo ghost your leo lingerer <laughs> all right who's next next on the docket we have an aquarius dealing with an aries aquarius and aries Uh-oh. i'm an aquarius i was talking to a guy in aries since christmas i'm in brooklyn he's in bethesda it was a long distance thing but we texted every day sent selfies every day talked on the phone twice a week we had an instant connection Um, I flew down to Maryland to meet him the last weekend of February to see if the vibe was still right in person, to spend time together, etc. It felt like melting into someone else's soul. I told him I felt like I was falling in love with him, and he said he felt the same way. We had sex. Every day I was there. The best sex of my life. So connected and intimate. We both felt it. When I got back, things slowed down. Backstory. He's about to have a baby with another girl. He got super busy at work like 12-hour workday crazy. He told me he needed space and time to figure out his feelings for me and to just breathe before his baby comes. He said he would like to reconnect with me in the summer, but can't make promises, needs to sort out the logistics with the baby mama. I miss him so much. It's been so difficult this March and April to pull back and not have our connection right now. I was so open with him and he with me about ourselves, my divorce that's going on right now, his baby, baby mama situation, What if he forgets about me in the chaos? I just need an unbiased opinion. Can you give me any advice or wisdom? 
I care about this Aries guy so much. I see all the mistakes I've made before him and I'm now in a place to give love the right way. I want it to be with him and I don't want to be insecure about it. I'm afraid though. From Aquarius in Brooklyn. This is quite the story that you are sharing with us, Brooklyn Aquarius. Thank you so much for taking the time to to write this all out. We know that Aquariuses do not like being told what to do. So we are we're just merely going to offer our perspective. So this guy's an Aries. Uh, Aries are the first sign of the zodiac. They are the babies of the zodiac. They're not good at multitasking and they can't really deal with juggling too many balls at the same time. Right. So that's something that as an Aquarius, as a big picture thinker, you're like, yeah, what matters is that we can make it work. Like we can move forward. Things are going to be okay. I see the horizon. Um, But for him, he's thinking more day to day. He has a big, big life change coming up any day now, right? He's about to be a dad, whether he's super active in the baby's life or not. He has um, a career that's taking a lot of his time and he has new responsibilities that are taking up a lot of his time. And then he also has the added responsibility of building a relationship with someone. That's what you, you would be asking of him. Right. Um, but it does sound like you guys had a really nice thing. And it's not to say that it won't be able to exist and develop in the future, but timing is everything for relationships. And I think that it's, wise that you're giving him the space that he needs and you're recognizing the significance of what's going on in his life right now. Uh, But just know that you are, you as an Aquarius are not, you don't feel overwhelmed and you don't feel like any of this stuff would be obstacles you wouldn't be able to get through together. It's, it definitely is more on his plate than, than he could probably hold, than you could hold as an Aquarius. And I think you need to look inward and say with all of the pieces of the puzzle in front of you with everything that's going on in his life not to mention what's going on in your life is that feasible you're gonna have good sex again in your life if you want to make it work you can make it work you just also have to like understand the way that he needs to be provided for too so thank you so much for writing in uh aquarius in brooklyn let us know how it goes we're we're here. We're ready. We're here. We're curious. If you guys out there who are not the Aquarius in Brooklyn also have any thoughts, you have a story you want to share, something similar, something different, let us know. Hello at align.la. Our last story today is going to be the story of a fellow Leo. No. I am a Leo through and through and fully embrace all that my awesome sign entails. I am smart, successful, and pretty damn stylish. I am a law professor under 30, but in the wild wilderness of Miami Beach, I can't seem to find the right match. I like my men older, handsome, and super successful. I was engaged to a Capricorn from college, but surprise, that didn't work out. He ghosted me three weeks before our wedding. Ugh. The worst. Rude. Since then, I've dated a school of Pisces, too emotional, blah, and most recently a Taurus. I fell for the Taurus hard. He was perfect on paper and in person, and I felt like I had finally met my match. Meow. Sadly, after a ski trip with his boys to Aspen, he ghosted on me too. I think he freaked out upon realizing he had, quote, the feels. So what is this single Leo lady to do? 
It's summer and I've got a ton of exotic travel on my docket, some for work and some for fun, and no prospects, except for an Aries ex who is unavailable but still wants me back. Thank you, Lioness, Miami girl. <sighs> we feel ya. We, we definitely feel you. We know what it's like to be lions in the wilderness. First of all, it does not sound like earth signs are working out for no. you. No. Does no. not sound like these Capricorn and Taurus loves are the right ones if they they turn around and they ghost. Listen, here's the deal. You sound like a pretty impressive person. You sound you're under 30, you're a law professor. You live in a in a big city, you know, like you're an urban woman and you're also probably super energetic and magical. And it is hard to find somebody who can match that. And earth signs are probably too boring for you. They probably can't <laughs> they probably cannot take all of your passion. We have two astrological recommendations. They are Libra and Sag. We think that both of these signs would be intrigued by you, would be able to keep up with you. You deserve someone who can really take all of your fiery goodness and you should never, ever, ever have to put out your flame for anyone. Thank you to the Aquarius, to the Capricorn, to the Leo, and to the Gemini who all wrote in. If you guys have any, send them over our way. Hello at align.la where you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at do you align. Thank you so much for listening Thanks, and guys. enjoy your week. We'll be back in two weeks. I'm Helen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Elisa. <laughs> oh my God. We love you. We love you. We'll talk to you later. See you soon. Bye. Bye.